I tell them always, please make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you play in Real Madrid next week. Easy. So you need to learn them that they can make mistakes. Uh, of course, uh, coaches will always say, hey, the goal, it's the goalkeeper to blame, you know? And that's also a mental thing. You need to be strong. And, and if you're strong, and what I said before, if you have uh, uh, no fear, you will make the decision. And if it's the wrong one or the right one, you will know after. But you need to make one. And this is how I try to help them, to give them the confidence that they can make uh, that decision. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Glove Sound Podcast. We're your host, Marcus Sonden, and alongside me is Alexander Brahms, as always. Today, we're joined by a new guest, Jan Splinter. Welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here, Marcus. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about academy goalkeeping and how you approach these young talents around the world because you have a background within the academy of ajax and now you are the head of goalkeeper department at math academy in saudi arabia but yes. uh, before we jump into to the main part of today's podcast we want to ask you some fire questions to get to know you a bit more and then we're going to go back into to the main topic so are you ready for some quick questions you can always try awesome so first of all gloves on or gloves off Gloves on. Favorite goalkeeper of all time. The best goalkeeper of all time. Yeah. Uh, top one. Yeah, it's tough one. Peter Michael. Ooh. Well said. Favorite goalkeeper you have played with or you have coached? Uh, Kenneth Vermeer. Interesting. Most important aspect within goalkeeping. No fear. Uh, you need to have guts and quick decision making. Awesome. That was uh, the fire question round. And uh, I think we always have to go a little bit back and talk about Peter Smigel. When you bring a Danish guy on, obviously, it's it's smart play by you because obviously Alex and I are, are Danish guys as well. What uh, make you think that Peter Smigel is the best goalkeeper of all time? Uh, he was a guy, as I remember him, he was brave. He had, uh, if you look in his eyes, you know already he's going to do everything to stop the ball, you know, and and, and he got great appearances and, and yeah, he was not the best football player, but in the end, it's uh, to stopping balls in the, in the goal and he was brilliant in them. Yeah, I definitely agree and I think we should take it even further back to when we talked about the most important aspect within goalkeeping and you mentioned no fear and quick decision making, right? Uh, I want to develop that into our chat today. As I mentioned, it's going to be about academy goalkeepers because you have a, a big background, a lot of knowledge within this. So when you work with guys at the academy or even girls if you do so as well and we talk about goalkeepers not having fear in the game and we talk about quick decision making is that something that you try to really incorporate in your session with the with the young goalkeepers 
first of all, when you start with with the young goalkeepers, uh, they come through scouting mostly. Uh, first thing I always look is, are they diving away from the ball or are they attacking the ball? Uh, if somebody's going to shoot, are they going to hide or they are brave, you know, that they uh, put there in front of the ball? I think that's something you need to have also on, a, on an early age. And if you have that, then you can develop. If you have fear for a ball, that somebody shoots a ball, yeah, you have a long way to go. Then, then the first step is already one step back. Uh, if you have a kid who doesn't have fear, you can teach him the, the, the technical aspects. Of course, you need to have talent. Eh? To reach the top, you need to have talent. And you need to work hard. But for me, when I look at a goalkeeper and he has no fear, he's brave, eh? he has courage, uh, then he's already 1-0 ahead. And from yeah, there, I, I, and I from the point, there yeah. you, you, you can educate them. Mm. And of course, and, you need talent. And of course, you need a lot of more things to reach the top. But if, if you have that only specific one thing on, on an early age, you are already one at the, uh, in front. I mean, yeah, I agree. Obviously, the position we play goalkeeper, right? It's, it's tough to play if you, if you fear. If you, if you have fear for, let's say, the ball, you're afraid of the ball, or you fear the opponents, or maybe you, you just fear the game, you, you fear the pressure. Um, that's a big, big part of it as well. And yep. if we take that further into quick decision making, I think that's a, a big theme we have here on the podcast as well, because when we ask about this question to other guests as well, it's either the mentality aspect or it's the decision making aspect that they believe is the most important part of goalkeeping, right? And I highly agree with the with both of them. But especially here with the decision making, if you make the right decisions, we have a perfect quote, in my opinion, um, from a previous episode where it states something in, in the same line says, with the right decision making, you can still make the save without the proper technique, but the other way around, it doesn't work that way, right? So, I mean, in your words, how would you teach decision making to, to these uh, young goalkeepers? Does it have to, something to do with confidence as well, or is it really just a way of, of being a goalkeeper. You can learn them. I, we'll just I, always, I always learn them to I, I always learn them to uh, make a decision if it's the wrong one or it's the good one, uh, but make a decision for 100%. So always do something. And I think when you give them in that way the, the confidence, uh, if they make a decision, it can be wrong, it can be right, but make a decision. As long as you make a decision, then you will grow from, from early age until you further. And that will give you also more confidence in the goal. And that's, that's how I try yeah. to help them. I tell them always, please make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you play in Real Madrid next week. Easy. So you need to learn them that they can make mistakes. Uh, of course, a coach will always say, hey, the goal, it's the goalkeeper to blame, you know. And that's also a mental thing. You need to be strong. And, and if you're strong, and what I said before, if you have uh, uh, no fear, you will make the decision. And if it's the wrong one or the right one, you will know after. But you need to make one. And this is how I try to help them, to give them the confidence that they can make uh, bad decisions. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've myself always been a big believer in 
that you have to make mistakes in order to grow as a, as a goalkeeper and and even as a as a person in life but i think sometimes it it's easier said than than done because obviously if i go into a training session i want to prove myself i want to obviously improve my skills but i also want to prove myself in front of my teammates and most importantly in front of the head coach in order to be the one that's playing in the weekend so i think it comes down to being the mental aspect of really letting yourself lose and tell yourself that it's okay to make mistakes in order to to improve yes of course but as always in life we say always life uh, grow up goes with ups and downs you know today you do everything right tomorrow you make mistakes but it's a part of life it's a part to grow up it's also in football you cannot be 10 years of age or 11 years of age and do everything right it's not possible you need to make mistakes to improve yourself and of course when you play in the top when you play high you always want to improve and that has to be also the mentality but as a goalkeeper also as a football player you need to know when you grow up through an academy that you can make mistakes and that is to us coaches and also to the football coaches we need to protect these guys if we believe in them eh, that they have quality that uh, we can bring them maybe to the first team maybe to professional football then we believe in these guys and then we need to protect them and they're not always to blame and you have to uh, create an environment where they're safe so they can make mistakes they can make the good decisions yeah and then you need to help them out if they make a bad mistake sit down with them talk with them and try to help them out but let them please make the mistakes and make the decisions by themselves otherwise if we tell them all the time what they need to do you're creating robots and in the end each game is different yeah i think it's very important to highlight what you just said there and jan would you would you say that now you work at an academy right would you say it's it's easier to make mistakes while you are in the youth because obviously when you enter the pro game there's a lot more pressure from fans from from the club all this you have to to create results every single weekend week after week but at the youth level i know you still have to go out there and, and perform on the field but at the same time if we look at the bigger picture when you are in your youth and when you go to an academy results isn't the most important thing it's the development of the players so it's always about development of the players and especially uh, i've been a long time in the ajax academy uh by ajax is also pressure in the youth uh, they want to win they they are the biggest club in in, in all of maybe one of the biggest youth academies in in the world uh, they need to win they, they they want to show what they can do they want to show that they are the best but inside if you believe in in, in, in kids you need to create an environment where the kids feel good and, and make mistakes of course when you play in the first team it's not allowed to make the mistakes when you play champions league or and it happens it happens also because the pressure is enormous but when you go through an academy you need to make mistakes until you're 16 maybe 17 and from that moment then it needs to change then it's up to professional level and then you have to uh, be ready for the first team but also look look at a lot of goalkeepers in the, in the premier league or or wherever you look they make mistakes uh, mistakes is uh, it, it, it's part of the game 
Yeah, absolutely. Mistakes is a, it's a big part of the game, and we see it uh, on a weekly basis uh, almost every game. And we just see that the difference for goalkeepers making mistakes and then some midfielder making a wrong pass is just massive. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, how you you kind of like decide who should be in the academy because I have some some coaching experience with with keepers uh, who actually one of them is now a super league keeper and already when I tried uh, to coach him the first time I had him for half a year when he was twelve and already then I could just see the fire in his eyes his willingness to learn and um, and yeah, just him always being there, ready and listening to the coaching points that I come with. And then the other keeper, he was also the same, but I could also see that he was, yeah, not not quite there, not always there. When I talk, sometimes he looked away. Uh, and there is a big difference between those two. One of them stopped as a keeper when he became a senior, and the other one, he's now a U21 national goalkeeper for Denmark. Um, so how do you see it and how do you choose uh, the, the goalkeepers and the academy? years well what you said is, is is a critical point there you have kids they breathe goalkeeping they they are born with gloves on and and they do everything to reach the goal and and work hard and train every day and and, and you know they keep on going and you have also the other ones that that you see already they're not going to make it well i always say in the academy you need to be patient because some kids need more time. Some kids are faster than the other kids. But in the end, it's it's about the kid who is willing, who wants, who have the talent. And you can see that all when they're ten, between ten and thirteen years of age. You can see what they can do and what they want. And then you get in the growth spurt. I don't know if you have that also in Denmark. Uh, kids are growing. Uh, the mind says, "I go to the left," and the body says, "No chance." You know, you get uh, that kind of things. Sometimes you need to be patient. And, and sometimes you have kids, yeah, you can tell them 500 times eh, what you expect and what you want. And then on a certain moment, it's time to say goodbye. But if a kid has the mentality to do everything, work hard, uh, has the talent to develop, and then come good through the growth period, yeah, then you can have, a, have him in the academy. And for the one is it 13 years, the other one is 14 years, 15 years, is between these two years. Yeah, for me, then you can say, uh, okay, this is gonna be the new number one. And a lot of things can happen, the guys on the on the way up, because they uh, get contact with girls, uh, they're on social media. A lot of things are happening in these days. Uh, but I think, uh, to be honest, when they're 15, around 15, and you can definitely say, okay, this one is going to make it and we keep him in the academy. And yeah, some kids, they're never going to make it. And then you need to be honest to them. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. But there is, uh, there's also very few like exceptions because there's a, a Danish goalkeeper, Jesper Christiansen. He started when he was 18, for example, or 17 or something like that. And he made it through the FC Copenhagen. So, so there is exceptions out there, but I agree that early on uh, you you can see the the potential uh, we also have the the late growers who is 160 at 15 and then at 16 they're 190 uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we never know with, with the with the teenage body if you can say so when they are growing what are you learning them uh, because we've had some who says that 
you have to teach them how to move and then learn the technique uh, or you teach them how to move and then decision making and then learn the technique or are you learning teaching them technique from an early age because in Denmark we learn it right away it's technique right away like that's I mean that's what I did at least like technique uh, became the most important thing at the beginning it's an easy uh, uh, let me t let me ask you a question when you learn to ride a bike you, uh, yeah you can learn you ride a bike right are you yes. going to learn that on the early age or are you going to learn that when you're 18 that's a brilliant answer <laughs> yeah uh, early age of course uh, yeah, so then, the, uh, and then I, I learned the tricks later on yes I say always learn the technique the basic skills when you get them in the academy and learn them to play football left and right footed straight away because they learn easy and it, it doesn't have to be perfect learn them how to bring your body behind the ball learn them how to uh, put your hands learn them how to catch your ball learn them to attack the ball when you dive and later on you can have a lot of benefits with it uh, uh, how to move they will learn how to move they have uh, skills training they have uh, team training they have uh, running training they will learn that but put the basics in from early age because when these kids are going in the growth spurt they will lose everything then you think maybe eh, he starts with 170 and he ends up with 190 you you think he can do nothing but when he's out of the growth spurt he falls back on his basic skills and then he can do everything again and for me it's a yeah it's a no-go to don't uh, to don't do not learn them the basic techniques from early age yeah makes sense makes sense so so yeah i guess we're doing it the right way uh in denmark um because technique is important and and you can see in in the big games sometimes when when the wrong technique is used it's it costs uh it's uh it's dangerous if you can say that yeah, it's easy when you dive uh, to a ball and then you attack the ball with your hands forward I always say you close the door when you fall backwards. So without technique, yeah, you open the door and it's easy to score. It's the same discussion at the moment is going on. I don't know if you know the blocking technique. Yes. Yeah, you know, goalkeepers are blocking. Manuel Neuer is, a, is the king. Yeah, of course he's the king. Absolutely. But if you look at Manuel Neuer, it, it's, it's easy. Every ball he blocks goes in the middle. It's, it's a second chance for uh, for the opponent. Only the defenders know that it's going to happen, so they clear the ball. You know, this is a technique. Uh, there's a lot of discussion because everybody wants to learn it. But if you learn that the very wrong way, it costs you goals. I mean, there is there is this uh, common rule, in, if you can say it like that, in the Danish goalkeeping school where you learn from a very young age that if you if you parry a ball, if you don't catch it, you parry it out to the sides, right? You don't parry it straight into the middle because, as you mentioned, it provides a second chance for the opponent team. Yeah. And you see a lot that they're learning the little kids, the blocking technique. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Don't do it. Learn them first of basic techniques. And, and, of course, blocking can be your rescue, but blocking you do on 50 centimeters. Not three meters because how high are you going to play? How smart are the players? Are? And they see what you're going to do. They see what's happening. So to go back to your question, yeah, learn them the techniques, learn them the basic techniques, learn them the basic skills like 
you're learning riding a bike yeah and if you're 15 16 and you want to drive on one wheel yeah then you have to improve yourself it is the same with goalkeeping build it out uh, make them better feel that they feel confident and that they always have something to fall back on yeah and and yeah and talking talking about technique right now right you have obviously a lot of background as we mentioned from ajax within the netherlands um where you have worked most of your career right now you moved as i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast to saudi arabia to work at an, at, a, at an academy there when we talk about different techniques you obviously have a specific technique in the netherlands while we have a specific technique in denmark and in a previous episode we talk about the italian technique is very different from other techniques as well and alex and i have been in in the states where they have a totally different technique as well how was it first of all your transition to going over to saudi arabia where they probably have a completely different way of educating their goalkeepers and then you come in with your european perspective on it and trying to make these differences yeah saudi is not so difficult eh, because they have nothing that's that that's that's very honest answer so we try to implement the dutch school over there but i've been also in china and i've been also in the emirates and and of course you have a lot of mix eh, from from denmark from italy from spain from but I always say there are more uh, roads that lead to Rome. Eh? It's not that it's wrong. It's everybody has his own thing and pick out the right things that works in that country. Because you have to also with, uh, deal with the kids who are in, uh, uh, how do you say it? In uh, They grow up in a way, like in China, they grow up in a way they are told what they need to do. And and if you are a goalkeeper, you need to have to make your own decisions. So that's that's one thing you, try to change uh, like technique in in china they learn them to uh, pick up the ball not with the knee of the floor you know they open their by uh, their legs and and uh, put the hands in for in front so, like we in holland if, if the ball is over the floor we want to cover the ankle with your knee so the ball cannot go through so is it good is it wrong you tell me uh, I tell these guys, okay, this is the way you do it. Then we need to make it more perfect. So you can try to uh, adapt in the country where you are, take over their habits and uh, make it more perfect. So then you can change a little bit uh, to the way you want. It's the same in Saudi. Uh, uh, these goalkeepers don't know. They, they, you have some good ones. Uh, they have already the technique from themselves. And that are the talents. And, and you have some kids you want to help to get better. But that means that I try to do it the Dutch way. Eh? What is the Dutch way? We do it our way. And I also try to uh, give that to the coaches there. We have multicultural coaches there eh? from, from Belgium, from, uh, from Portugal, from, from Saudi. Um, yeah, I try to get them on one line. So you make a plan for the academy, eh? age related what you want catching, diving, all these things. And then I try to put it in my style uh, to raise the kids. It takes time, but in the end it will work. No, I'm, I definitely see where you're going because 
me myself, I'm I'm a big believer in that you should not only stick to one technique, right? So let's say, for example, you see a different technique from a different country and you, instead of just saying, no, that's not me, I'm doing it in a different way, maybe try to to try it out for, for a few weeks and then see if that's something you want to continue with, if it works for you or if it not, doesn't work for you, because obviously you don't have to do something just because you have to do it in order to improve, right? So I've I've um, done that myself where when I went to Italy, um, we talked about it in a previous episode as well, to to train with Citadella. I saw a few of the of the things that the, they did in the Italian goalkeeper school. And in the beginning, it was very different from what I was used to, but I could see where they came from because it made sense when they did it. And instead of just saying, no, I'm doing it in a completely different way. That's how it works for me. I tried it out a few times and and then at the end I called myself doing it in a game a few months after. So I think that's a very important to highlight as well that to be open and try it out and if it works for you, use it. And if it doesn't, then don't use it. If it works, it works. If it don't, don't work, you throw it away. It's easy. And and like I said, if I want to go to Copenhagen. I can come with a car, I can come with a ferry, I can go with the plane. And that's also to develop kids and develop develop players and goalkeepers. It's it's nothing is wrong, eh? but yeah, for the one this works, for the other one that works. And and sometimes when you are in a country, and I've been in a lot of countries, yeah, you need to adapt. You need to maybe change your own vision a little bit. But I'm I'm still a believer from stick to your vision. You know, make a red line make a, a, an education plan, and then you can go to a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right, but don't shut yourself off for, for other people's ideas. Some, some ideas are brilliant, and some ideas are not working, but you need to try it. Yeah, I agree. You need to, you need to try and, and be open-minded uh, to new ideas, because sometimes maybe if you're, you're locked uh, in way too much on one, way that you think is is proper then maybe you don't produce these top quality goalkeepers obviously you you have done it in netherlands for many years producing top keepers so we believe in that the way but maybe some let's say mexican goalkeepers um who maybe think they have their way all the way uh i can only name a, f- a few, like obviously there is uh, Ochoa, who's done brilliantly at the World Cup, but um, yeah. So maybe sometimes coaches and and countries have to be open-minded for their technique and not uh, have a special book on it. For example, in Denmark, we have I've done a few coaching licenses. We have a, I got a book for my second license uh, on the way to do it, and that's the way I learned it also. But I've also by being other places, I've I've adapted a few of the different techniques. For example, the when you dive and you spin, uh, let's say you make a rebound out in the middle and you do the spin on the ground, as we see most uh, Latino guys do. I'm a fan of that because it's it's quicker than standing up and then running to the other side. Yeah, that's true. But also keep in mind, and that's what I uh, uh, always say, that people from different parts of the world have a different structure, how the body is built. I don't know if you think about it sometimes, but uh, if you see the Brazilian guys, for example, they're all athletes. 
If you take guys from Africa, they're all athletes. They, uh, if you take guys from Europe, they're mostly uh, stiff. You know, they're totally different. And, and that's why the Brazilian guys, yeah, they can handle the technique as the best. Also with the, the, the kick from the hands, how they shoot when they, with their feet in the air and put the ball wherever they are. It's, I think it's brilliant, but it has also to do uh, how people are built, how the bone structure is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that uh, that note you came with that uh, the Latino goalkeepers, they are all athletes. And um, let's say the, the Spanish and the Brazilian and, and so on, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and then the, the more northern guys like uh, Denmark and especially England, they're very stiff. And like England is also very this way or, or no way. Um, we've all seen the the England England FA TV uh, goalkeeper sessions, and they're stiff and proper sit position, and hands has to be here, body has to be in this way. Uh, it's it's funny to see the difference, and that's why I, I love goalkeeping because it's there is no one right way, there is no one book. No, there is not one way. There are more ways, and 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 it's depending where you grow up grow up in the world, and and. Uh, you you said Mexican. I cannot uh, uh, name one. Me neither. Ochoa, I know, and the rest. But I think the American competition has some uh, Mexican goalkeepers. It has to be because they're good ones in every country. They're good ones. And I, I think that's where the goalkeeping position separates itself from from the other positions because we really, when when out, outfield players look at the goalkeeping position, they see it very straightforward it's it's just goalkeeping right but us goalkeepers who really are nerding about the position we can see all these different techniques around the world and that's where it really fascinates me that i don't care about what the outfield players think about goalkeepers but because for me goalkeeping is the best position within the sport of football um because it had so many things to offer and that's something that only the goalkeeping union knows because we know that goalkeepers in South America, they are different from the goalkeepers in the north of Europe or in the States or in the south of Europe even. Um, and it's, that's just something that fascinates me. But here at the end, Jan, we um, have a common thing we use to ask our guests because um, due to our name, the Clubs on Podcast, we obviously have to talk a little bit about gloves, which also is a very big part of goalkeeping. So what are your favorite gloves and why? What are my favorite gloves? Uh, I've been a long time with Cells. Uh, they uh, were a leading brand in, 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 in gloves. Uh, the quality was good. The, the foam was good. Everything was good on the gloves. Uh, the last years I am with one keeper. Uh, they sponsor me now for a long time. And they make good gloves. They make the, the grip is good. The, the fitting is good. And 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 uh, okay, everything uh, get broken these days on on artificial grass and everything because uh, it's it's foam. It's 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 vulnerable. And and but for me, a glove need to have a, a good fit. Uh, it needs to be feel comfortable on your hands. And of, I think the most important is that the grip, the grip is needs to be good. You need to can rely on your gloves. And I'm not playing anymore. I'm only coaching, so I catch uh, 
not so many balls as you guys anymore, but yeah, it needs to feel good. The, the grip needs to be excellent. And that, that's for me the most important. Yeah, 100%. It's, it all comes down to me when we talk about gloves to be a, a question about trust, as you mentioned as well, because uh, it's just it's a mental thing as well. If you, um, if you don't trust the gloves or you use some old gloves and you say, oh, I don't feel comfortable in these, it comes down to messing with your head and then it all messes up your, your game as well. So I, I I think it comes down to to trust as well because nowadays we have so many good brands out there. So uh, I highly yeah, agree with you on, on that one. Because it's easy, everyone. Eh? Are you a carpenter? Eh? You need good tools to make delivery of uh, make something for quality. If, if you play football, your two things need to be good. That are your shoes, they need comfortable and your gloves need to be comfortable. And you need 100%. to have a good feeling with it. And if you don't have the right gloves, then you don't have a good mindset when you play. No, it's it's the tool we use. Um, but it's it's always nice to to end these podcasts with a with a little chat about gloves because um, it's obviously something we have for ourselves as well as goalkeepers. We are the only one using gloves, obviously. So uh, it's always nice to to end the the podcast episodes talking about that. But uh, as mentioned, Jan. We're coming to the end of, of the episode. So uh, Alex and I just want to thank you so much for uh, taking your time and sharing your knowledge here on the podcast today. You're welcome. No problem. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>